In the ever-changing world of retail, you need solutions you can count on. Welcome to Keeping Count, a podcast from the inventory accuracy experts at Datascan. Hey everyone, welcome to Herb's Hot Takes. I am Tyler Kern, and I'm here alongside the man, the myth, the legend, the man himself, Mr. Herb Billings, VP of Technology Strategy at Datascan. Herb, how are you? I'm doing great today. How are you, Tyler? I am good. I'm ready to put my math hat on as we discuss record accuracy formula. How are you feeling about this? I'm feeling like this is going to be a challenge without a chalkboard. I wish we had one that we just wheel in, you know, or pull down from the ceiling or something like that. But we do not have a chalkboard, so we're just going to have uh, to get theoretical with everybody. And also, it's worth pointing out, you have a blog post on this. And so if at any point the math information gets a little dense for people and they need to see it, they can also go and read that blog post where you have a lot of this spelled out there as well. Sure, check out datascan.com slash blog and that'll be a good source. That will be a good source, so check that out. So, but today we are covering record accuracy formulas and, uh, and asking what record accuracy formulas people should be using. Uh, but first we should really discuss the various options that are out there and discuss what kinds of formulas there are and how they differ. Sure. Um, the RFID world loves to talk about the percentage of SKUs that have accurate counts. And they can do that because they're capable of counting every week um, and they can get things very accurate and not, not take the time between counts that cause the degradation of inventory record accuracy to get too serious. So they're hitting 98% uh, of the SKUs with accurate counts, and when you're talking about that level of accuracy, that's, that's the kind of, of formula that makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the summed absolute variance, or summed absolute difference formula. The SAD formula. Well, that's, that's, that's <laughs> one way to call it. The absolute difference is, is going to be the count, it's actually the sum of the absolute variances, unit variances, divided by the grand total units in the store. Uh, that's better for a barcoded retailer mm -hmm. because it does give you a little bit more information about the distance from accurate you are. The, the percent of SKUs inaccurate doesn't give you an idea of how far off you are. Uh, so that's one of the benefits of the summed absolute difference. The third one that we've just come across by NEDAP. It was a, uh, a white paper by that company that makes a whole lot of sense and corrects some of the issues with the summed absolute difference method. Um, that's short, SMAPE. That's the short name is SMAPE. It is symmetric mean absolute percentage error. And that is the last time I will say that. We will call it SMAPE for the rest of this uh, this this. Uh, episode. Um, that one is very interesting because it values, it, it assigns a value to each variance. Mm -hmm. And a one unit variance can really hurt you if you're thinking of zero versus one, right. but it doesn't hurt you so much if you're thinking 99 versus 100. If you go back to the sad um, the summed absolute difference method, uh, that one hurts you the same. And if you go back to the, uh, the 
percentage of inaccurate SKUs method, mm -hmm. then that also hurts you the same there. So it's, um, it, it, it's a very good improvement over the other two. The SMAPE method is, is now our favorite method to, to discuss because baked into it is the concept of the omni-channel digital risk issues. Right, and we've, we've talked in, in depth about omni-channel and, and that sort of thing on the last couple of episodes, so if people haven't checked out that conversation, it's worth going in and diving into why omni-channel and why this approach kind of makes so much of a difference when we have these conversations about yes. inventory record accuracy. I think now that we're through the acronyms, it should be a lot easier to discuss. I think you're absolutely right. And, and so I suppose when I, when I think about this, I, I always wonder um, if a retailer were to come to you and say, which formula is the best? Is there a one-size-fits-all that you think is best across the board? Or do you need to take some factors into account and ask, okay, well, you know, are you SKU or barcode? Or, you know, are, are there other things that you need to know about a particular retailer before you can tell them which one would be best for them? At my age, one-size-fits-all is never a, a, good, a good option. It's a myth. I've, I've not seen that. In this case, that's also true. Uh, the RFID world does need the percentage of accurate SKUs or the percentage of inaccurate SKUs. That's mm -hmm. the best for them given their environment and issues associated with RFID. Sure. On the barcode side, uh, we do like the SMAPE formula best if you're going to have just one. It will give you the inventory record accuracy score in a way that does not value the same variance the same way when one hurts you more than the other. Yeah, that, that 99 versus 100 example makes a lot of sense as compared to zero versus one. Because if you have 90, you know, if you have 100 or if you have 99, at the end of the day, you're going to have something in stock for somebody if they go and buy it. Zero versus one, whole different ball game. And as we discussed on the previous episode, then you suffer the effects of poor inventory accuracy much more you, know, you feel those effects much more when it's zero versus one or one versus zero as opposed to 99 versus 100. Yes, uh, the, the sum of absolute difference method, which is what the most common one we mm -hmm. see among retailers, uh, it's very important, but it's, it's just not the best if you're looking for just one. And many times we recommend having both, or many times the retailers, they're, they're, uh, the people that are interested in this, the buying organization or the different organizations in the retailer, they will be interested in both for different reasons. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so I'll be honest with you, part of the reason I, I am, a, am a host is because I was told there would be very little math. And uh, this is quite math heavy for, for me, Herb. And so uh, th that's, that's just where I'm coming from. So when it comes to these formulas, tell me about implementation and how easy they are to, to implement in a, in a retail setting uh, if somebody is listening and they think, I am math averse. Well, I will say that programming is my background for many, many years. And um, the, the actual formula itself is not terribly complicated. Mm -hmm. So these are relatively easy to calculate. But as we're finding in the data science world, um, clean data is the most important thing. And cleaning data is 85% is of a data scientist's job. In this case, percent of accurate SKUs is not affected by uh, poor data typically. Mm -hmm. So it's not affected by 
um, let's say your non-revenue SKUs that you might carry in your ERP system but not actually count in your inventory. So those will be inaccurate, but you're going to have one SKU that's inaccurate or 10 SKUs that are inaccurate out of the 10,000 you have in your store. Uh, the sum of absolute differences is very sensitive to that. You might have 5,000 units in your ERP for the gift card, and you're not going to count any of them because that doesn't make any sense at all. Right. Uh, you'll have a variance of 5,000 units in that case, and your inventory record accuracy will definitely suffer as a result. Those need to be scrubbed out of the, out, out of the calculation. And the first time you do this, in my history as a programmer, the first time you do it is fine. You might hard code or put this in a table somewhere and say, we don't want to calculate these. But if you don't have a specific, these are not counted or these should not be part of the calculation flag, then that has to be constantly maintained. And if something changes in the future, a skew gets added that shouldn't be counted, uh, it would have a significant impact on your inventory record accuracy. And since this is going forward going to be a, a KPI for many stores, um, you know, people take that stuff seriously. And when it does change, especially to the negative, uh, that's something that people will have to pay attention to. So data scrubbing, making sure that you, you keep your stuff clean is a challenge for the SAD method. The SMAPE method is, uh, is less sensitive to that, so you don't really need to keep your data as clean for that. Really interesting, especially getting your perspective as a developer, I think is, is particularly fascinating. So I'm wondering now as, as we look towards the future, are there trends or developments that you're seeing uh, that, that are coming um, when it comes to inventory record accuracy? What, what do you see on the horizon? Well, it's becoming more important for retailers as a result of the omni-channel uh, the rise of the omni-channel, which was before the pandemic. But then the pandemic pressed the fast-forward button, as we've talked about before. It certainly did. Uh, people who have never bought online and said they never would were forced into doing that and are starting to like that experience, at least for some items. Um, inventory record accuracy is very important for retailers. The trends we're seeing are they're starting to use that as a, uh, a KPI for stores. It does a very good job of giving an overall picture of whether the store is following their processes and procedures appropriately around inventory management. Um, there are other, cap other related uh, data dives that you can do from your inventory record accuracy into the variance side of things. Uh, you can see where things are located. So your items that are in the back room, not on the sales floor, uh, while by itself not related to inventory record accuracy, it's definitely related to location accuracy, and you, you want this where people can see it. Has inventory uh, record accuracy risen up the food chain in terms of who is concerned with it? it? It seems like it used to be a thing before Omnichannel, before you know buying online and, and that sort of thing, um, that this was something that may have just been an annoyance for you know, people who, who worked in the store on a daily basis who had to say, oh, no, we don't have that, or let me go check. But now it seems like this is, a, this is an issue that has climbed the food chain to the point where now higher and higher ups are, are increasingly more concerned about inventory record accuracy. So knowing that, you, you and I uh, have talked before about how life looked prior to 
uh, the omnichannel prior to mm -hmm. the need for very accurate inventory records. It was an annoyance at that time. It was something that retailers counted uh, when the stock levels were lowest. That would be the lowest amount of labor that they would need to count their stock. They could get the reporting, their shrink calculated. Uh, everything was done as cheaply as possible. Mm -hmm. Today, it is a sales strategy. Right. We've talked in the past about how you can increase your sales between 4 and 8% according to one very large and very well done academic study um, by counting more often. So when you talk about increasing sales, that's C-suite level. And these folks are very interested in how to do that, especially for the low cost of counting your stock more often, it, relatively low cost. Uh, so it definitely has changed the schedules. They're counting when it's much more advantageous to have accurate inventory for their omni-channel uh, big selling seasons. Uh, they're changing their frequency as well. They're counting more often. They're counting the most important items more often, resulting in increased sales and increased visibility in the organization. Hmm. That's really, really interesting. And you're right. Anytime we're talking sales numbers, that's C-suite level. Yes. And uh, that, that's something that those guys are, are very, very concerned about. Um, so, Herb, as we reach the end of this particular episode, let's tie a bow on it. What kind of conclusions um, or, or summaries do you want to leave the audience with today um, as we wrap up this episode uh, talking about formulas? Well, check out our blog posts on the subjects. Um, they will give you the the positives, the negatives of each one of these methods, mm -hmm. also uh, the details of how to calculate it and what they're good for. Um, inventory record accuracy is very important for all retailers, but extremely important for omnichannel retailers. It is the foundation of their success. All omnichannel orders start with product availability. Uh, product availability is very dependent upon inventory record accuracy. Um, increase your sales by counting more often. And, you know, that's what retail is all about. Absolutely true. Symmetric mean absolute percentage error. Wow. I got it. Smape. There you go. Go check out the blog post for more and stay tuned on datascan.com for more episodes of Herb's Hot Takes. Also, uh, drop us a line. If you want us to cover a topic, if you're a retailer out there and you have a question for Herb, maybe drop us a, a comment or a question and we could do a future episode over uh, something that the audience suggests. I think that might be fun. Um, but everyone, stay tuned for more episodes of Herb's Hot Takes. Herb Billings, thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And everyone out there, thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Herb's Hot Takes. Like I mentioned, stay tuned for more episodes of the show, but just make sure to bookmark datascan.com so you can get Herb's blog posts, you can get the latest episodes of Herb's Hot Takes, and stay tuned for more. But until next time, for Herb Billings, I'm Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you again soon.